Hi everyone, I'm Darren Nair, the creator and host of Pod Hostage Diplomacy. We're currently taking an extended break right now because I'm dealing with health issues. We will be back once I have fully recovered. Thank you so much for listening to Pod Hostage Diplomacy and take care. Welcome to this special breaking news episode of Pod Hostage Diplomacy. I'm Darren Nair. For those of you listening to us for the first time, we work to free hostages and the unjustly detained around the world. Together with their families, we share their stories every week and let you know how you can help bring them home. Last month, on 15th September, I interviewed Veronica Vidal Wegerman. Her father, Tomeo Vidal, is an American citizen from Lake Charles, Louisiana. He has been unjustly detained in Venezuela since November 2017. That's almost four years. He works for US oil company Citgo and was detained in Venezuela with five of his American colleagues. They are collectively known as the Citgo Six. The US government has stated that Tomeo and the other members of the Citgo Six are unlawfully detained. Former US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has called on the Venezuelan authorities to release the Citgo Six unconditionally and return them to the United States. The Vidal family have said that Tomeo is a hostage being used as a pawn to extract concessions from the United States. Now this would be hostage diplomacy. For more background on Tomeo's case, please do listen to the free Tomeo Vidal episode of Port Hostage Diplomacy that was published on 15 September 2021. Yesterday, the Seagull 6 who were on house arrest since April this year were suddenly taken by armed men from the Venezuelan authorities to an unknown location. The families of the Sitgo 6 are understandably very worried. I'm joined today again by Veronica Vidal Wegerman, Tomeo Vidal's daughter. Veronica, welcome back. And we are sorry this couldn't be under better circumstances. As I said before, we will be right here by your side doing everything we can to help bring your father home and we still mean it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Darren, for this opportunity. It's it's good to be back even though under these circumstances. Can you tell us what happened yesterday? Yeah, so around 5, 5.30 Venezuela time, um, my mom received a text message from my father saying they are here and they are looking for us. Um, immediately, we started freaking out because we didn't understand what that meant. Um, earlier yesterday, uh, Alex Saab, a Colombian businessman that works with Maduro government in Venezuela has been ex- was extradited to the U.S. from Cape Verde. Um, the Department of Justice brought him home over here. And it seems that this action is some sort of retaliation as to the fact that he has been extradited. So um, my mom got the message yesterday stating that uh, apparently police, military personnel, we're not 100% sure who showed up in my dad's uh, house arrest has taken him and one of the other men that was staying with him of the Sitco Six. Apparently, according to the other families, we started calling them and they informed us that sure enough, their other, their family members were also picked up from their homes and were taken to an unknown disclosed location. Around, I want to say almost, almost midnight here in Louisiana. So I don't know, 1 a.m. or something like that in Venezuela, mom got a call. Uh, from my dad stating sure enough that he was back in the Sabine Nicoide, which is the second location that he was he's been held at in these almost four years of his taking in Venezuela. So what you're saying is that this is your father and the other members of the Sico Six being taken to the Sabine is a retaliation by Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro for the United States uh, extraditing 
close confidant Alex Saab to the US. Even though Alex Saab and your father and the rest of the Sitco 6 have nothing to do with each other, this seems to be a retaliation uh, for that extradition. Is that right? A hundred percent. I mean, this is something that has been going on for months. We have noticed the interest and the um, money invested in the Venezuelan government and other international you know, countries, communities, et cetera, that have put in the propaganda of wanting Alex Saab released and demonstrating the importance of this man. Uh, we brought it up several times to Department of State, to our contacts in D.C., stating to please resolve our case before the Alex Saab extradition, because we thought that this was a potential, would be a potential retaliation. Um, however, our pleas went unheard, or maybe Department of Justice just isn't informed or just doesn't care about risking American lives at this point. We're very upset with with what's happened. Um, Alex Saab is a totally separate case from us, and this isn't the first time that the U.S. government has done something that has backfired and caused a retaliation from the Maduro government. Um, in 2020, February 2020, my father was taken away from house arrest for the first time due to an action that former President Trump had done. So this is not new to us. This is the second time house arrest happens, uh, gets taken away from us, third time for some of the other gentlemen that had house arrest previously as well. So. Um, it's just really unfortunate that this is happening. So this seems to be clear evidence that your father, as well as the other Sickle Six, are being used as pawns to extract concessions from the United States. And this would be hostage diplomacy. Yes, 100%. I mean, this completely demonstrates that if people didn't believe it before, if the U.S. government was ignorant before to this problem, they cannot ignore it anymore. This is 100% a hostage case. This man, our father, is in the five other men, are just pawns in this game. And they're unfortunately, it seems to me that they're not pawns anymore of the Venezuelan government, but they're also pawns of the American government. We are hostages of both countries because both countries are just playing with us and not doing what needs to be done to get this case resolved. We will be, we will be having a four year anniversary this November and we have seen zero progress in this case. President Trump administration and had lack of progress and current Biden's administration. I want to deny the fact I just I want to completely deny the fact that pre, that President Biden is unaware of this case but at this point I really don't think he even understands or knows what's going on because I don't believe that my president would do this to us he, I don't believe he would abandon us I from what I understand he's a very empathetic and a family man and he would do everything in his power to bring this uh, man home these men and I have not seen that happen. Instead, they're just being taken back to house arrest. Um, we don't want house arrest to happen again. And the only answer that we'll take from now on is complete freedom for our father. So what should President Biden do? Well, first of all, President Biden, I mean, if if he was informed, we asked, we had several calls yesterday with uh, State Department officials and with other, other contacts in D.C. And we requested for President Biden to put a halt to this extradition because there's always time to do the right thing. And that clearly didn't happen. So if President Biden wants to make it right, he just needs to pick up the phone and negotiate face-to-face with Maduro and stop this playing around and toying around with these poli- with, with these people, with our lives and with our loved ones' lives. These talks in Mexico, sending envoys down there, having a third country being involved, 
that is absolute nonsense. This is the United States of America. This is a first world country that can handle these kinds of problems. We have brought people home from many other places. We have brought home a hunt, like, I don't even know how many people from Afghanistan during the Afghanistan crisis earlier this year. I don't understand why they can't bring back six Americans from Venezuela. Um, you know, it's completely unacceptable at this point that they have put my father's life at risk. President Biden needs to pick up the phone and resolve this ASAP for us. What can members of the Senate and House of Representatives do to help? Well, first of all, they should maybe answer our phone calls and answer our emails and our pleas. Yesterday, when this went down, we emailed um, several of our contacts in D.C. and mainly the, you know, all the important people that are working on this case. And we only had one respond and give us the time of day yesterday to talk about our loved ones. So to me, it's just completely unacceptable at this point. We need Congress and, rep and our representatives to step up and to put pressure on the U.S. government to help resolve this. My father is a Louisiana um, constituent. We've been living in the U.S. since 1999. We've been here for like 21 years. My father um, has worked for the oil industry of Louisiana, which is one of the top, you know, um, money-making businesses here in Louisiana. My father has made money for the Venezuelan government by working at CITCO. My father has made the U.S. government money working at CITCO. Um, he is a tax-paying citizen, and he still is a tax-paying citizen, even though he is <laughs> being held unjustly detained in another country. Like, it's completely absurd. We have been here for this long. I'm a tax-paying citizen as well. So is my husband, my sister, my mother, my brother. And we are not seeing that those resources being put to work the way that they should. Congress needs to do something. State Department needs to do something. And President Biden needs to do something. Um, the Department of Justice obviously seems that they weren't uninformed or they just, like I said earlier, they must not care that they're putting American lives at risk. So for our listeners and members of the public that genuinely want to see you reunited with your father and the other members of the Sitgo 6 home, what can they do to help you? Well, definitely they can help first by following the case, right? They can follow me on social media, V Vidal, Veronica Vidal on Instagram. They can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Twitter. Twitter is probably the most accurate place where they can find the top and latest news on, on this case. Um, they can help by retweeting and sharing our message to amplify our plea to the government. Um, and second of all, then they can, from wherever they are, whatever state or country, call their leaders, call their representatives. Um, I constantly ask our community here in Louisiana to call our senators and our representatives. Um, we pick a day sometimes where we just kind of bombard them on telephone calls and ask them what they're doing to bring their loved ones home. Um, and so that's that's pretty much kind of what we can do here at this point is just follow me on social media and kind of listen and, and await instructions to see what we will be doing next with our campaign. Um, we will be ramping it up within um, this next few week or so with all these new changes that is happening with the case. We will be working really hard to put more pressure in the administration to finally do something because it has been way too long. It's October. President Biden has been in this administration. He's been president for 10 months now. We met with um, with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken earlier this year. He was in Feb in uh, sorry in January when he was first appointed. It was a week after he was appointed Secretary of State. He just he gave us the time of day and spoke to a lot of American hostages and unjustly detained families from all over the world. And he spoke to me face to face um, 
and promised, you know, that this was going to be a priority, that there was going to be transparency, that there was going to be support. And I am not seeing that there's no transparency and I don't understand what is going on. We need answers. We need for SPIHA, which is the presidential, special presidential envoy of hostage affairs to get all the support that they need to get the job done. I don't feel that they have all the support that they need in order to bring my father home. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? Well, you know, obviously this is a it's a very passionate and very intense subject for me. I'm very um, you know, upset and emotional right now about what's happening. But I just want to remind the public that this is this could happen to anybody. If you're a dual national, apparently it doesn't matter if you have an American passport or not. This is, that is the golden ticket for other countries. Um, why, do, why does this matter? Most people, you know, brush this and they say, well, whatever. These are oil executives, et cetera. They're just, you know, crooks anyways. Um, at this point, you know, first of all, my father's innocent, but besides that, these are human lives. They have suffered tons of human rights violations that not even any criminal should be able to deal with. Alex Saab has been extradited to the U.S. He will have a proper um, trial. Justice will be served for him. He will be most likely imprisoned in a decent place where they can provide food, you know, proper shelter, all the basic necessities. My father's back in a hole in a tiny little room with six men. The bathroom is open like there's just a toilet in the room so you can imagine no privacy there's no running water no windows no ventilation this place is under the standards of nelson mandela's um rules you know for imprisonment for people it is completely unacceptable my father to give my mom a list of items and now he needs again in order to be able to survive um in this place COVID is rampant and it's completely unacceptable that this is happening. Um, you know, my father is a 62-year-old man. He's old. He has many, you know, underlying conditions that is just a recipe for disaster if he were to contract COVID. Um, so it is really important. We need people to understand that um, something needs to be done. We need the American support. And we need we need this to get resolved. We cannot make the four-year mark without my father being home. We're very, very concerned for his well-being and for his safety. Veronica, we really appreciate your time. And we'll be right here by your side until your father comes back home. Thank you for joining us. Now, just before we go, I'd like to point out to our listeners that you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. However, unlike our usual weekly episodes, this breaking news episode won't be available on our YouTube channel as our objective is to get this information out there as soon as possible. And unfortunately, video editing as well as caption writing takes a lot of time. So we apologize to our listeners for any inconvenience cause. Thank you for listening to Port Hostage Diplomacy and take care.